Welcome to Only Yesterday. My name is Tony, and today we're going to be discussing something that I think is quite interesting, quite an interesting uh, set of circumstances for many different reasons. Um, we're going to be talking about selling, quote unquote, illegal things to get by. So, <clears throat> I mean, we're going to be talking about like selling drugs, selling other stuff as well. But um, before we do that, let's get into the sources. So sources for today are perceived neighborhood illicit drug selling, peer illicit disapproval, and illicit drug use among U.S. high school seniors by Dustin T. Duncan, Joseph J. Palomar, I believe. I'm not Palomar. I'm not sure. Um, and James Williams. We've also got Prohibition, Years, Amendment, and Definition from History.com. So I just want to state off to off top, off the rip, from jump, however you want to reference it. I am not advocating for people selling drugs or any other means of illegal conduct that is discussed in this episode. Okay? I'm not I'm not advocating for it. However, I understand that there are circumstances in which people feel as though they would need to do something like this. And that's what we're going to be discussing a little bit today. So what is illegal selling? Um, for the purposes of this episode, I'm going to be using the term, quote unquote, illegal selling to indicate selling of a, of a prohibited substance or a non-prohibited substance that is simply not supposed to be sold due to your local or national restrictions. Um, so by the title of this episode, right, um, selling illegal things, uh, we can establish that, you know, drugs are going to be a topic of discussion. And, and of course, uh, selling drugs is illegal. Um, the food stamp program, however, which began back in 1930s and expanded in the 1960s, were and very much still are legal. However, selling below $100 worth of food stamp benefits is a misdemeanor, and selling anything above $100 worth of food stamp benefits is a felony. So, if you're selling food from your own home, um, some states allow for this and have relatively uh, lax regulations. Um, however, some states don't, and depending on the severity of your infraction, you could be looking at misdemeanor charges. And so, people are not illegal. However, in many states and countries around the world, selling some of your time and giving another adult permission to do sexually explicit things with each other's bodies, aka sex work, is illegal. So, even if you are experiencing just, you know, regular everyday stuff, I mean, if you're just going throughout the day, seeing fucking, you know, flowers or whatever, you pick up that flower, beautiful flower. I don't know if you can resell that flower for a monetary gain. You know what I mean? It, it just depends on the circumstances around you. And so the reason why really we're talking about selling things um, is because many people are in a position where financially things are kind of tight. So um, they have to resort to different means in order to make ends meet, in order to continue to put food on the table or to not run behind on bills or to keep the freaking roof above one's head, right? And so, yes, I mean, many people don't need to resort to these measures and can just simply go to work, which is great, which is fantastic, which, you know, th that would be the ideal situation, 
And so there are, you know, there's just a lot of different circumstances that people can be dealing with at any given time that you don't really know about. And so just being mindful of someone else's situation can definitely benefit the relationship. Um, the next section we're going to get into is the risk factors. And so according to the report, um, the perceived neighborhood illicit drug selling and peer disapproval, um, responses of neighborhood illicit drug selling was associated with lower friend disapproval of marijuana and cocaine. Those who reported seeing neighborhood sales almost every day were less likely to report their friends. So essentially saying that, you know, if you're seeing it around you more often, if your friends have a lower disapproval rating, right? Like they're not going to be mad at you for having it. Um, <clears throat> this particular situation, um, they'll be less likely to be reported. So if you're subjected to seeing this type of activity growing up, uh, you may be more inclined to think that nothing is wrong with the situation. Um, additional risk factors for, you know, being inclined to sell drugs or illegal selling um, or committing to doing some illegal selling uh, include poverty and hardship. And so again, there's, there's so many, but we're just going to touch on a few here. Uh, and though it may seem cliche to bring anecdotal stories into the situation, um, I'm going to. So imagine the stress of being of being in a one-income household, not being able to find another job, um, running out of benefits or your 401k, and are facing a lack of employment opportunities. So the local, federal government, and peer resources have all been exhausted, and you cannot afford to sell anything that you have, and you still have to find a way to provide for your entire family. And then you're like, what am I going to do? You know, there's there's plenty of options, right? And so some of you may be thinking, right? Like, okay, well, let me find a work from home job or try to resell some old clothes or offer my services as like a handy person, you know, cleaning, mowing lawns, shoveling snow, doing home repairs and the like. And these are all valid, noble and considerable options. Absolutely. There's absolutely nothing wrong with these options. Um, and however, uh, for some people, this is unrealistic, as they would need to have the equipment, the clientele, the time, and the means of transportation available for them in order to do so. And therefore, um, some people will turn to the black market to make ends meet um, if they don't have all these things available to them as readily as some other people. And so now we're going to discuss uh, crime versus values, right? And so first I wanted to discuss the moral considerations regarding illegal selling. So most people agree that selling drugs is wrong and it's bad. So much so that we have laws protecting people from the harmful effects of the drugs. Um, the Prohibition era began in 1920 when the 18th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution went into effect. Um, it banned the manufacture, the transportation, and sale of intoxicating liquors. And despite the new legislation, prohibition was difficult to enforce and saw the increase of illegal production and sale of liquor and illegal drinking spots. So think think bootlegging and speakeasies, right? For back in the day, for those of you who can remember. Or those who've been told stories. Um, and so considering how drugs affect people, um, it comes to no surprise that we tend to think, why would I knowingly give something that's potentially dangerous and harmful to another person? Which is a fair question to ask, honestly. 
Um, and typically the apprehension is appreciated as people usually aren't in the business of hurting other people. Right. And so it's, it's a very valid question. And I think that, you know, when we, when we want to discuss this topic with someone, right? Like when we say, Hey, well, why are you doing this? Right. There's so many factors, right? We can say, Oh, well, because, you know, again, we need the money or, uh, well, they're going to get it anyway. So I'd rather them get it from me or, you know, something along these lines. Right? And so it's, again, there's many different uh, variables regarding human interaction and why people do what they do. So this next section is concerning ethical considerations and does not specifically require an answer, but it's something to think about. Um, so if you know that there is another person out there that's selling particularly harmful drugs to someone you know, and you knew that there, and you knew of an alternative that isn't as dangerous or harmful, but is still considered a drug. Would you bring that to their attention, right? Because again, this goes back to well, if they're they're going to do it anyway, so I may as well, so on and so forth. And so, if that is, if that is the case, right? If the person says, "Hey, well, instead of you know this even more dangerous drug, let me see if I can't find an, another substance that can be, you know, less harmful for that person." You know, w would you want to bring that to their attention, even if it's still considered a drug? And again, that's that's hard, right? Because you never want to see the people that you care about, you know, in situations like that, um, let alone strangers, right? Like, you don't want to see strangers in situations like that, right? You, you'd be walking down the street and seeing people, like, hella strung out, and you're like, yo, that's not, that doesn't look fun. Um, I hope that person gets the help that they need, Uh Again, some people are more cynical towards people that they see struggling. And so um, it's just, it's, it's an interesting paradox. So another ethical consideration uh, was given to me, coincidentally, in my uh, ethics course while I was still in, still in college. And so uh, I wanted to bring this scenario into the episode because I feel it's relevant. Um, there's, again, no right or wrong answers. Uh, it's just an interesting thought exercise. And so imagine your mother who works at a pharmacy. You love your mother. The, the best mom that money could buy or <laughs> the best mom that one could ever ask for. Or your dad, if you're particularly close to your father or your really close friend that you just care so much for and they, you know, they, they rely on you. So um, imagine that your mother works at a pharmacy. Um, they had suddenly fallen ill and now they're bedridden. She's unable to work. So the bills are not being paid. And now they're falling behind on rent as it's been a few months since she's been able to work. Um, there are doctors who come to her bedside and assess her health. They discover that she is in the early stages of cancer, but made mention of a drug that could cure her. They say that the drug costs well above what you can pay. And since she's not able to work, her insurance also refuses to pay for it. You remember hearing your mother casually talking about this drug when she was feeling well, and you noticed her key ring, which happens to have the keys to the pharmacy, as well as the keys to the cabinet that you would need to open to obtain that drug. So, how, if at all, would you attempt to get your mother these life-saving drugs? And so, again, this isn't a situation that requires an immediate answer. But it's something to consider because if we are in this type of situation where literally all ex like all other options are exhausted, right, or all foreseeable options are exhausted, what do we do, 
right? What is, what can we do? And so I like to tell people to, you know, think creatively with what you have available to you. Again, putting more value on your name, being able to think outside the box, so to speak. I mean, some people would be like, okay, well, let me freaking start an OnlyFans with my feet or something, right? Because now we live in the age of technology where we can do things like this. Maybe someone would think, okay, well, let me try to rent out a, a room in the house or something. But again, it costs well above what you would be able to pay for it. So perhaps it would take some time. Yeah, take, maybe take a few more months in order to obtain the money from the renter to one, pay off all these bills, but then as well, get the life-saving drug, right? Or someone would just like, fuck it, I'm just going to go steal that. You know what I mean? I got the key right here. Got the other key right here. That's all it. And so it's, um, it's interesting because there are so many different ways to approach one particular situation. And they all may be equally as viable um, or maybe none of them are viable and there's just one available. And sometimes people get desperate and don't really see many other options or anything else that's available to them other than, you know, what's, what's going to be the most effective for that person at that time. And so I know many people who do... Uh, illegal selling, but that's, it's not my place to tell them, Hey, however it is that you live your life, however it is that you're able to maintain and keep your, you know, way of life alive. However, you're able to, you know, keep the, keep the lights on, the kids fed, keep, you know, everything around you, around you. Who am I to say that you are wrong and should be in prison right now? Like, I don't know every single thing that's gone through this person's mind to make them feel as though they needed to do this to maintain. And so I just wanted to reiterate that because, again, we we are people too, right? Like something that may come easy to one person might be immensely difficult for others. I know that I'd probably... I'd probably be a pretty shitty blacksmith. I ain't gonna lie to you on that one, Chief. But... What I do know is someone who does have those skills and that equipment available to them could begin selling their, you know, their wares after they make them. Um, If I had an emergency right now, I couldn't rely on blacksmithing skills because that's not something that's in my toolkit, so to speak. And so I just wanted to make that, uh, just wanted to make that point because everyone's journey is different. And that's, again, that's something that I tell the kids at work, you know, um, And so I want to pose a question and I would like, I would like the listeners to either, you know, answer in the comments or, you know, just hit me up in the DMs or you could even reply on the Spotify because I have, you know, questions, you know, what did you think about this episode type thing? Um, So I have a question and I'd like to know you guys' thoughts on it. So my question is. Can things be illegal or is it in the action that makes the thing illegal, right? So it is well known that making slash manufacturing drugs is illegal. So too is distribution of those drugs. That is illegal. Possessing the drug is illegal. Um, And using the substance is illegal. 
but it is also well known that there are some of these quote-unquote drugs that naturally grow on the earth, like opium and psilocybin and peyote and marijuana. Yet it is the action of having them that it that is illegal. And so let's go a step further, okay? If someone synthesizes a drug like meth or fentanyl or MDMA, right? The Mali, that is illegal. Also, being in possession of the drug, either with or without the intent to distribute it, is illegal. But just like people are not illegal, as it is in the action of being undocumented or conducting unlawful activity, which is illegal. Like the action of selling food stamps or selling food from your kitchen in some states is illegal. Is a drug within itself, as its own entity that happened to be lying on the ground in front of you, illegal? Is that object an illegal object, right? So the chemical process it went through may have been an illegal process. The drug is now considered a controlled substance, yes, but is it within itself illegal? Now, some can argue, yes, it's an illegal substance, right? They can say, well, that's an illegal drug or that's an illegal, you know, illegal thing. And then I, I, this is just my mind. I wonder, okay, so why is it illegal? Okay. Well, because it's, it's harmful. Yeah. It can hurt people, right? It can be in the wrong hands and, you know, do all these things. Yes. And so again, it is in the action of taking the drug that is illegal. It is the action of distributing to whatever population is illegal. But my, I would argue that perhaps no. And again, we can, we can have a discussion. I would, I would love, I would love a response. Um, you know, let's, for the, for the sake of example, let's say peyote and, you know, psilocybin or freaking marijuana, whatever, you know, they're on the planet that they exist. They are here. They've been here probably long before humans have, and they'll probably be here long after us. And so how can we say that a, an object, a natural object is illegal? Again, I can, I can see that, okay, it's a, it's a dangerous thing. It's a controlled substance, right? But again, now back to people, right? We, there's a lot of people who say, okay, well, this is, this person's an illegal alien or they're an illegal immigrant or whatever. Um, and I, again, I would say people are not illegal. Okay. Like people cannot be illegal because they are people. Um, perhaps the process of crossing, um, was illegal. Perhaps the, the action of, you know, being somewhere without a particular set of documentation that may be illegal. But the person within themselves, the entity of a person is not illegal, I don't think. And so I, I would like to have this discussion. So what can we do, right? Um, we can reach out to your, our support systems if you need to. And even if you don't need to, um, your support system may need to hear from you. So just go ahead and check in with them, see how they're doing, see how they're not doing. You know what I mean? See, see what we can do to help, if at all. Um, we can also attempt to be understanding as to why someone may be walking a different path than you. Um, I've said before, and we'll say again, probably about 
500 times before only yesterday's end. Um, we do not live in a vacuum. We don't. Um, something you've never thought about, someone has already mastered and vice versa. So being open to learning about each other, each other's struggles and our strengths, I think is super valuable because you can add something to your own toolkit, so to speak. And I want to give the biggest of shout outs to Alan Hall. You know what I mean? My man out here been helping, uh, been really supportive. Um, I'm really appreciative. Um, definitely going to have him on the podcast at some point. He has been the first person to become a monthly subscriber or monthly donator, whatever you want to say, however you want to form it. Um, and I genuinely appreciate that because I can use this money to put back into the podcast to get you guys better, better content, fucking merch. When that happens, like I want to, I want to give you guys the best content possible. So if you or anyone you know are struggling with issues related to needing to sell illegal, quote unquote, illegal things or needing to sell legal things in an illegal context, please reach out, please seek help, please be there for one another. This world is wild. This world is crazy, but we're trying. And I think that should be worth something. So thank you guys for listening. Catch all in the next one. Bye. Don't come for me. No, but this is actually fun. It's informative because I've already learned a couple of things that I didn't know or things that I hadn't thought about.